Hello, and welcome to the CEO Mom Podcast, The Woman, The Mother, and The Myths. My name is Vanna Matthews, and along with my co-host, Melinda Crowder-Dunbar, we are going to debunk myths related to being a woman and a mother. Join us for another raw and uncut conversation. Countless moms wrestle with mom guilt, those mental attacks that cause them to question the adequacy of their parenting. Where do these nagging thoughts originate, and why do moms so easily buy into the exaggerated accusations? In her new book, Guilt-Free Mommy, Dana Reed shares her own journey from being guilt-ridden to becoming guilt-free. With humor, relatability, and practical application, she shares how you can release the unreasonable guilt that comes with motherhood and trust your ability to effectively parent your children. Buy it now at online retailers or visit her website at guiltfreemommy.com and receive 10% off with code CEOMOM. I am super, super excited to have Crystal Henry with us today. Crystal has been a contributor for CEO Mom Magazine. She has always provided such incredible information and advice for our mompreneurs. Crystal Henry created the Around the Way Mom blog to share her experiences and connect with other women and moms. Inspired by LL Cool J's song, Around the Way Girl, Around the Way Mom has gained readership throughout the United States and Canada, along with more than 20 plus countries, including the United Kingdom, the Philippines, Germany, China, Hong Kong, Kenya, South Africa, and more. As a wife, mom, content creator, CEO, mom, magazine contributor, and host of Mom Chat video web series, Crystal has a passion for helping moms to prioritize self-care. This includes our emotional, mental, financial, physical, social, and spiritual health. Crystal says, if we are not well in these areas, it will have an impact on our families. We could not agree more. Crystal is from the Prince George's County area of Maryland and shares her life with her husband, Harold Jr., and third grade son, Harold III, aka Trey, in Baltimore. I am excited to talk Talk to Crystal about her back to school routine and how she manages at home learning with a third grader while being a work at home mom. Listen in as Crystal shares tips for juggling virtual learning, work, and self care. Thank you so much for joining us today, Crystal. I am glad to be here and to get all into this whole virtual learning world. Yes, yes. So before we dive into the virtual learning, tell us about your background and what sparked the inspiration behind the Around the Way Mom blog. So I think if you would have asked me a couple of years ago, you know, after motherhood, would I have created pretty much anything for myself? I probably would have said no. But an idea came to me in 2015 to figure out a way to chronicle my experience as a first-time mom. And I can recall my grandmother writing down on little slips of paper things that my sister and I would do just to remember where we were kind of in our formative years. And I thought, wow, why don't I update that and put it into the 21st century and start blogging? So I started to blog about incidents with my son or just his learning and his, his development. And then as the blog began to grow, I realized that I need to be talking more to the mom. So it's fine to talk about what's happening with our kids, but really where is the support for the moms? Where is the support for, for the women as we're going through these different transitions? So the blog has taken 
a little bit of a natural shift, I think, in a good direction to focus more on the woman and on the mom and still getting the kids in there. And I do, you know, of course, sprinkle him in because I do always say without him, there would be no around the way mom. So that is where the blog is headed. And so really talking a lot more to the mom and to the woman about where she is in her own development as she goes through this journey of motherhood and womanhood. I have had the privilege of watching Around the Way Mom blog grow over the past few years. And so I'm so excited. Congratulations on all your growth and all that you're doing to help moms. Thank you so much. You know, CEO Mom Magazine has been such a big part of that. I can remember sending you an email, just a cold email, just as a shot in the dark. And then when I got that response and, you know, able to be a contributing writer, that really has helped to to strengthen me in this craft and to be able to, again, connect with other moms and to be a part of such an awesome magazine and an awesome platform. I I do appreciate you so very much. Well, thank you. We're so excited to hear that. And I have to say, it's our privilege. You help make us look good. So thank you so much for that. (laughs) You You do. So you have chosen virtual learning for your son who is starting third grade soon. Mm -hmm. How has your family prepared for at-home learning and what are your three must-haves for virtual learning? Well, I will say in in terms of my three must-haves, honestly, getting a schedule, having a plan, (laughs) and then putting on your thinking cap. And, And two of those, yes, are pretty redundant, but I think However it looks, you know, by the time the kid or the parent masters whatever the platform is, after that, you got to still work the schedule and work the plan. So, again, my son doesn't have a dedicated, one dedicated um, learning space. So going through with him to talk about he can work in his room, he can work at a desk in the kitchen area that we have, he can work at the kitchen counter. Um, But whatever it is, like he's not going to work inside of his bedroom, but from there really to come up with a schedule and to say this is what we're going to do here and at this particular time and this is what it is that we're not going to do. So it has been, um, you know, I guess a a little bit of an easier process for us because our school system decided that he was going to go virtual and we didn't have an option to do in-person learning. I think I may have been feeling a little bit more overwhelmed if I did have that option and, and had to make that decision. But really, the biggest thing is, is for me to really spend some time thinking and planning and strategizing and really na- uh, trying to best figure out what this is going to look like inside of my house along with my work because I'm still working full time. I love that you brought up that he has more than one workspace because initially when we started, we have a little classroom set up. And so we thought Mm -hmm. that would be the spot. And after a couple of days, one of my daughters ended up in her room and the other ended up in my office. And that has been a perfect fit for us. Being flexible to and and being open to that because even as adults, we may want to change up are seen occasionally as well. So the same thing could be expected for the kids. And so being able to be flexible to allow for some of that trial and error as we move into this phase to be able to happen. Absolutely. That flexibility is vital. So as we talk more about virtual learning, it's new, of course, to most of us parents, teachers, and students. How can parents keep their kids motivated to learn at home? 
you know, is staying involved. So as much as I am not going to be participating in his class, I am going to be within earshot. So I'm going to be able to hear what's going on. I'm going to be able to, I'm going to be reading the emails from the school in contact with his teacher, and then I can then be able to supplement. So if that means incentivizing him for some things, um, perhaps it is if he's able to, I don't know, maybe get all of his work done, um, by a certain period, by a certain point in time, then we can, I don't know, have a little Uno championship game or doing something else. And then, in addition to that, trying to figure out how to make learning fun. So as he is learning how to spell better or beginning to learn his multiplication facts. It's me quizzing him sometimes over dinner out of something very small or turning some things into some games. So figuring out how to really get to him and to make it fun. But I think staying involved is a really big point because I think if a parent doesn't know what's happening, then the kid can easily tell them anything, and they won't have any choice but to go along with it. But I can help him to stay motivated when I know what's going on and what is expected of him. From last year, when the kids were in person before everything started to happen, I felt like I didn't know as much of what was going on. You know, we would have, you know, teacher-parent conferences and everything. But this year, as you've said, we'll be in earshot. So we'll be a lot mm -hmm. more aware of what the kids are learning and the specifics of the curriculum, et cetera. Do you see that as one of the advantages to this virtual learning? I do. You know, our, our kids are growing up in a different time than I was. You know, when I was an eight-year-old, you know, we're talking 1980s, you know, 1987, 1988, and there was no such thing as Google Classroom um, or, or even Zoom at that point. So having a kid to be going through virtual learning in this day and time, even though we were forced into it because of the pandemic, I think that it that it poses a lot of benefits for our kids to become good digital citizens. You know, it's important for them to learn how to navigate the digital world. And again, with technology advancing so rapidly, it's only going to become even more advanced. So what a better way for them to learn how to get it under their belts now so that when he becomes an adult, he's not it's not foreign to him, and he doesn't know how to, um, and he won't know how to navigate an online meeting or any other kind of virtual platform. So I see a lot of benefits to it. And again, kids are learning not only the academic content, but they're learning all of the virtual content as well. You know, learning how to navigate multiple systems and how to submit assignments and how to complete them online should never be taken for granted, even for a five-year-old. Like, that's a really big deal. So they're learning multiple skills at one time. So I think it really does help to advance them in different ways than, than I was advanced when I was his age. That is so true. I agree with that. And, and I think it's one of those things where we can look at the upside to everything that's going on. Mm -hmm. So you, as you've mentioned, you believe planning is vital to juggling virtual learning and work. Where should parents start when putting together their own plan and what should their plan include? Yeah, so I, I recently redid a daily plan for my son, and I took it based on what his school schedule is. So the school, his classroom teacher sent out what his daily uh, schedule would be from 9 a.m. until 2.45 each day. And what I did was I put that into a format, and I'd like 
I, I buffered on the top of it and on the end of it. So I started with, you know, what time he needs to be getting dressed and having breakfast down to I added on there his chores. Um, so that way he can have one thing to be a one document to be able to refer to as he is thinking about his day. So I would say obviously including in what the academic time is, if the child has any household or chore responsibilities, adding that into it. Um, in addition to if there are any extracurriculars that the child is involved in to add into that, uh, whatever, you know, placing those items onto the schedule. But then even, you know, taking it a step further, obviously, and posting it and keeping it visible inside of the house so that in, in multiple places, like I, I plan on making several copies of this so that he has one in his room. We can have one in the kitchen that we all frequent. He can have one um, in his playroom area so that it's a constant reminder, you know, for him to know what he is supposed to be doing throughout the course of the day. I saw the daily schedule you did for Trey on Instagram. So moms, you need to follow Crystal Henry around the way mom on Instagram so you can see this incredible daily schedule. I plan on implementing it myself. So thank you for sharing that. You are so welcome. What are your top three self-care tips for moms who are juggling virtual learning and work? My number one one is to plan Put yourself first in your plan, and and that is, it, it can be extremely hard to do, especially if you are a working parent. Um, maybe you are in partnership inside of your household. Maybe you have multiple children. It can be difficult. I would say that the days that I don't prioritize my own needs, such as making sure that I'm exercising the days that I say I'm going to exercise or taking a break from work or making sure that I go and get a walk when I need to get it or even cooking for me can sometimes be a bit therapeutic. When I don't do those things for myself, I am snappy. I am cranky. I am not the best person to be around. So if, if a mom really can think about what are the essential things for her, uh, and really being intentional about plugging those things in because we're only going to get busier. And if we don't make time for ourselves, it's not going to happen. So really making time um, for yourself and, and prioritizing that and making that as much as you can a real non-negotiable. So uh, my other one is to think about how, how the mom is really taking care of her spiritual self. So if this doesn't mean that she has to subscribe to any particular religion. It isn't about that. But is she spending some time just kind of being quiet? Is she is she journaling? Is she meditating? Is she, is she listening to some kind of music that is uplifting to her? And maybe she might be listening to that while she's working, but is she doing that? So definitely moving your body when you can because that's always helpful, thinking about how you're taking care of your, of your own spirit and, and connecting um, to a power outside of yourself, and then being mindful of what it is that you eat, right? So we all like to eat. We all like to enjoy food, um, but self-care, we can begin to think about our relationship with food a little bit differently and how we can look at it as a way to really take care of our bodies. Thank you for bringing up the part about mindful eating, because I think we do take for granted the impact that food has on our, our minds as well as our body. Shifting gears a little bit, congrats on the launch of Mom Chat, your new video web series. Thank Tell you. You're welcome. Tell us a little bit about Mom Chat. Where can I listeners tune in? 
So I'm I'm so pumped about Mom Chat. Uh, I, I had an idea to to record some of the conversations that I have between myself and other moms, and I said, you know, what a better way but to talk about it you know, in terms of friendships that we, the friendships that we have and in partnership and in marriage and then in, in business. And we had a fourth one planned, but due to COVID, we had to postpone that one, but talking about moms and faith. So I entitled it Mom Chat because that's essentially what we did. And I said, you know what, I like to have people over. I like to entertain. And we always end up congregating and just kind of just talking. And a lot of my friends do happen to be moms. So I came up with this idea and asked several of the moms in my life that I know and some that I didn't know that well to participate and to talk about certain topics. So the first Mom Chat episode is about friendship. And we really got into, you know, what kind of friends are we and how important and vital friends are and how we can be better friends. And then the second episode is entitled Moms in Marriage, and we talked about partnership and teamwork and submission and communication and how, and how we don't have to lose ourselves in our marriages and in our partnerships. And then finally, Moms in Business where I had some extremely important women, uh, women who are, you know, really movers and shakers in their own fields to impart a lot of wisdom around what business looks like for moms and how really motherhood helps to advance your business and, and can help to generate, you know, a lot more creativity. So the Mom Chat series is on YouTube, and people can go directly to search Around the Way Mom and right featured on the Around the Way Mom YouTube page channel is the Mom Chat series. So I'm, I'm extremely proud and happy that we were able to get that done prior to, you know, what all happened in the world. That's incredible. So along with Mom Chat, how can our listeners connect with you? I am uh, pretty active on social media, a bit more on Instagram than on Facebook, but on Instagram I am at Mom, and on Facebook it is Mom, and then on YouTube it is Mom, And then the website is uh, www.aroundthewaymom.com. So people can be able to see what's happening there. And, you know, of course, links are to, uh, to all that happens through all of those various channels. If you guys can't tell, I'm a huge fan of Around the Way Mom. And so you can go to the blog. There's a lot of great articles, a lot of great information. And you can also see some of the articles that Crystal has written for CEO Mom Magazine. I believe, is it the press page or in the press? Yes, yes, in the press. Awesome. So go check that out. Incredible article she's written about what it means to be beautiful and did a really great piece for our summer issue about teaching children about race and racism. So thank you so much, Crystal, for joining us today. It's been such a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you, Vana, for having me. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the CEO Mom podcast, The Woman, The Mother, and The Mix. We hope you've enjoyed the conversation as much as we have. If you'd like to hear more, subscribe and definitely rate us. Go deeper with us on every episode by subscribing to our exclusive newsletter at CEOMomMagazine.com. There, we'll provide tips and information based on every episode. This podcast is produced by For Her Media with music by BOPD and C. Scott. Until the next conversation, thanks for joining us. Thank you.